our promise. Amen. Every promise in the book belongs to us. Praise be to God. That's why we can tell Satan, go behind. Your place is under my feet. Thank you. <laughs> Praise be to God. <laughs> Amen. Greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a good atmosphere already. And I thank God for that. Amen. We are the true worshipers. Amen. Because we have the revelation of what we are singing. The angels can't sing the songs we are singing. We have the true revelation because it's a true experience. Amen. Thank God for that. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity again this evening to be in the house of the Lord. Lord, we come at your feet, Father, because we know that you are always faithful. Father, we believe that you are here according to your word that you said, whatever two or three are gathered in my name, I shall be there. Father, we humble ourselves before you, Lord. We ask forgiveness for any mistakes, anything we have done wrong, Father. We look at the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. We look at what you have already done for us on Calvary, Lord. We have now, Lord, now the boldness to come into the, the inner veil, Father. Because we have believed that you already purchased for us, Father. You have already delivered us from, from sin unto Father life. We have passed from death unto life. Lord, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the victory. Thank you because you are the mighty conqueror. Lord, we glorify your name. We praise you. Lord, we lift your name high and we thank you for everything that you do. Father, now we are going to this Part of the service, we pray, Father, to help Lord us to deliver the word. Help me to deliver the word of God. May he have an impact on the heart of the people, Father. We come, Father, to hear from you, not to hear from the man. We are already such a privileged people that we can be feeding not on the mind of a man, but on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. Father, we have already the perfect vindication, the perfect word with the perfect vindication in our time. Father, may the Holy Spirit come and anoint our heart. Father, may anoint our ears, Father, to hear from you. Father, we love you. We appreciate you. If there is any need, Lord, Father, we just look at what you already done at Calvary. Father, may you, Father, any hand could be raised, Father, to you. May you reach any need behind that hand. Father, we glorify your name. We thank you already because you are the God of miracles and wonders. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Bless your word in our heart. Amen. 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 That's all the singing. Bless you. Amen. I'd like to invite you to the word of God this evening. I'm going to read a few scriptures. That's Revelation 1, the chapter of Revelation. 
as we heard this morning. We thank God for the message this morning. Amen. How many enjoyed the service this morning? Thank God for that. Satan hates the book of Revelation, but we love the book of Revelation. Love the book of Genesis, love the book of Revelation, because it shows where it started, and the Revelation shows where it's going to end. You're already there, I'm not there yet. So Revelation 5, 7 says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins, in his own blood, and had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to Hebrews 10. Starting from 15, says, Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and the sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of those at these is, there's no more offering of sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the man of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the way, the day approaching. Amen. Wonderful scriptures. Amen. So wonderful. I'll take my, my, my title from the verse 19. But before doing that, I will just want to go to another scripture here. Well, I'll get my subtitle. Exodus 20, 25th chapter. Exodus 25, and starting from the 21st verse. And they shall put the mercy seat above upon the ark, and the ark they shall put the testimony that I shall give thee. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two 
cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. May God bless his word. May God bless the bread for this evening. Break the bread for this evening. I can have your seat. I'd like to share with you a thought this evening that I wanted to go in last time, but I didn't have time, and then I thought that that was remaining, and then I kind of developed that a little bit further. I'd like to talk a little bit this evening about entering into the holiest, and the subject, the subject of that is, I'll meet you in there. Because that's the promise that he's giving. He's giving Moses there. says, the place that I have to meet you, it's there. Amen. That's the place I have to meet with you. That's the place I'm going to commune with you. And read it again. That's the place I'm going to commune with you. It says, that shall put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And in the ark that shall put the testimony that shall give thee. And there I will meet with thee. And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. And from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment. We could ask, Moses could ask, why only that place? But God has chosen that place. I cannot give you any other thing. I cannot reveal to you another greater way. Except you go to that place. That's the only place where I'm going to unveil myself to you. Praise be to God. Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ gave the same order to the disciples. He says, you have to go in Jerusalem. That's where I'm going to meet you. It's not another other place where I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You have to go to that place, that specific place. That's where myself, I'm going to pour down myself in that place. We thank God that we have received a place where we have communion with him. When we can have true fellowship with him. Only in Jesus Christ can we have true fellowship with God. Amen. And Christ is the revealed word of the hour. Amen. As we're going through the thought, must you believe it, not the new thought. It's not a new thought, but as we go through it, may God just help us to make it more real to us. There are many synonyms on that holiest. I'm going to go on talking about the holiest of holy or the holy of holies. The Bible is there where I read. It says it, 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 it summarizes it into entering into the holiest. But there are so many synonyms about, about that place. It's the holy of holies. It's the most holy place. It's the holiest of all. It's the second tabernacle. All these reference only to the holy place. It was the inner, the most inner place. The most inner place where the pillar of fire was. That's where he's telling him, you have to go there. But strange enough, here Paul at the end time, at his time, at his time he's talking, says, now we have the boldness to go into that place. We remember that in the Old Testament, it was the place that was reserved only to some specific people. It was only reserved to the high priest. It was only reserved to him to go into that place and to go into that place only once a year into that place. But now, if you don't go into that place, it is death. You have to go into that place. You have to meet the Lord only in that place. Amen. 
Let me back up a little bit here. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 6 and 10, it says, Now when these things are where thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. So here Paul will be talking about the first tabernacle, that the place is, 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 is referred to as the inner tabernacle. So it's not the outer court, it's the inner court, it's the inner court, but not the most inner court. It's, it's the inner court, he's talking here, says, Now when these things were thus for then the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. The normal priests were just staying at that place there. That's the place where you have to stay in the Old Testament. You can't go beyond that. That place the place where it was reserved for them to accomplish the service that God has given them. Paul continues here, says, But into the second one went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood. Oh, we thank God that we have the blood. We have the bleeding word. We have no righteousness of our own. Our righteousness is his righteousness. We have nothing we can boast about. He is the one who has done the whole world. You cannot come into my presence without the blood. We cannot have fellowship with him without the blood. We cannot have fellowship with him without the bleeding word. Not without bad which he offered for himself, but for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. The way into the holiest was not yet made manifest. So it was there, but there was no way for the normal priest to go into that place. Because the way was not already, was not yet made manifest. But we thank God for Calvary. On that day of Calvary, the, the, the veil was rent in pieces from the top to the bottom, showing it was God doing the work and allowing every priest to go into that. Praise be to God. While as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect. The priest was doing all of that service, but he couldn't make him perfect. The blood of wolves and God was only covering the sin. It was not removing the sin. We thank God for the bleach. The bleach is covering, but it's also removing the sins. It's removing the conscience of sin. Amen. The blood is changing from the inside. Oh, he's changing the worshiper. The worshiper who comes through the, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He lays his hand on the sacrifice. He's not returning the same way, the way he came there. If he can feel what the sacrifice is feeling, he cannot go back the same way. Praise be to God. That could not make him that did a service perfect as pertaining to the conscience which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. I like the amplified version. It says it was the time, the time where things were set right. It was the time of the restoration. It was the time where things were put in order. Amen. The time where put in order was Calvary. Amen. And the Calvary was making a way for us. Oh, praise be to God.
Now, now the way of the presence of God has been made manifest through Calvary, through the perfect blood of the Lamb, and went into the presence of God with the blood that has been accepted. How do you know that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has been accepted? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has been accepted because what he paid for, we can see the result. We can see the result of what it was paid for. That's why we know that the blood has been accepted. If you look, but how can you see the result? What are those results? What are those consequences? We can go back to the book of Revelation. We see that there was a lamb, a lamb that was slain. And when the lamb was slain, it showed that he paid the price. And the reason for which he paid the price can be made fulfilled. He paid the price in order for us to make us priests. Amen. He made the price in order to make us priests. We were not allowed to be priests. I don't know. I, mean, I, know, I, don't, think, I don't think none of us here is, is, is from, the, from the tribe of, of, of Levi. None of us is from the tribe, let's say, uh, tribe of Levi. And even the tribe of Levi, it was not everybody who was, who was supposed to go into the, into the most holy place. It was only a part, a clan from the tribe of Levi that was ordained to go into, into the holiest of holy. Not only anybody, though a normal priest couldn't go over there. Amen. So now God has made a way to make us priests. Amen. And to make a way for us to go here. Oh, praise be to God. Revelation 5, 4, 6. Just putting a background here. Revelation 5, 5, 4, 6. He says, I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Think about it. John is looking at that. He says, I, I, I wept much. I wept much. You think about it. John had experience. He had been living with Jesus Christ. He was living with Jesus Christ. He was going fishing with Jesus Christ. He had a time with Jesus Christ. He had experienced all the miracles of Jesus Christ. Himself, he has performed some of the miracles. And this time, John was there. John has seen the dying. He has been the death and the resurrection. John has seen the resurrection of experience, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. John has received the Holy Ghost. John has received the earnest of the Holy Ghost. But still here, John is crying. John is weeping. John is wondering there is something still missing. Because if that thing is not done, there is something missing here. It's paid, it's paid. If it's paid, that has to be accepted so that I don't have to weep anymore. I have to have the confirmation that what was paid for has been accepted. Praise be to God. Now we have the boldness to go into the holiest of holy. How can you have that boldness? Because now it has been accepted. Many theologians interpreting the reason why John was weeping. Thinking, oh, maybe John was weeping because of his own sins. He was not worthy. Of course, none of us is worthy. None of us can, can redeem ourselves. We couldn't redeem ourselves. We have no ability to redeem ourselves. But he was weeping there because he was not seeing someone who was worthy. <laughs> he wouldn't see someone who was worthy, but worthy is the Lamb. That's why we can sing the songs of praise because we know he is worthy. 
Once you see that, then it gives you a new song. You can't have a new song if you don't have the revelation that the blood has been accepted. You can't have a new song. It means you can't have that become a reality to you. A new song means it becomes a reality to you. That's my understanding of it. I don't think I read the whole thing. But let's read together again. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. Are you with me this evening? <laughs> Just trying to see if you read it from my note here. Once you have that, it gives you a new song. A new song, I was lost and done, but now I'm saved. I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Even when you sing a new song, sometimes we sing, let me say, just put it in this context, let me put something here. Sometimes we sing some songs that have been sung by denomination people. Someone got the inspiration, the right inspiration, is singing it, and is putting the right words. But let me tell you, I don't think it has the revelation that we have. <laughs> we sing that, we sing that because the book has become a new book for us. We can sing the same song, the same words, but for us it means more than those words. For us it's a reality, amen. For us it has become a new song, a new book, amen. We sing from the experience that God has done in our lives. We sing from God opening the book for us, amen. The book was closed there, but now the book is open, amen. The same revelation to John when he had the revelation that there was someone who was worthy to take the book, to open the seals. If he was worthy to take the book, he was worthy to open the book. He was worthy to claim the people who were inside of the book. And John, when he had that revelation, he gave him a revival. When John had that revelation that he could see his name inside of the book, he gave him a worship. <laughs> when John could see that, he could realize, oh, what he paid for has been now. We, now we have the right to claim it. <laughs> Praise be to God. Oh, amen. That's why we can say, Satan, your place is under my feet. Because not the only he paid, but he also has the power to claim what he paid for. John must have really a Pentecost at his own. Talk about the happy time. When the seals broke up, John must have looked in and seen a past, the curtain of time, and seen, there is John. Oh, he was so happy till he said everything in heaven. He must have, have really cried, didn't he? Everything in heaven, everything on the earth, everything beneath the earth, every creature, every ass heard me say, Amen. Praise be to God. If it could bring the revival in the type of when John was seeing those things in type, John was seeing those things that would happen in our time. The things that John was seeing, they're those things that will be happening in our time. The things that are happening in our time. The revelation of the word, the breaking of the seals by the Lamb. Not the breaking of the seals by a man, it's the revelation of the seals, breaking of the seals by the Lamb himself. He was seeing that scenario that will be happening in the day of the Lord, in our time. 
When he saw that, he gave him a revival. How much more for those who see those things in the reality, it shall bring them a revival. Amen. That's why I love the message. <laughs> and that's why I can be excited about the message, amen. That's why we can say never going back. Because what we have seen, it has become a reality inside. As Brother said, Brother Ed said this morning, we have already been pregnant. The womb is closed. The seed is there. That what he has made him again. He has made us unto God kings and priests. What a purpose why he made us priests. He, my opinion, he made us priests so that we can serve, not, not that we can serve him again in the inner court only. But this time he has opened the seals or he has made us priests so that we can, we can worship him in the most holies of holies. That's the purpose why he came, so that we can come, not only the high priest going there, amen, but now with us also priests, we have to go there. This is our day to go into the holiest. This is our day to go into the rest. A Christian cannot have a rest unless he goes into that place. Even though you are a message believer, you can't have rest unless you go into that place. God has said for the message, in order for him to reveal to you, you have to go there. That's the place he has to meet each individual. That's the place where the true worshiper has to go. Amen. Why are people so toast about? Why are so Christians so toast about? Going here and there, going here and there. Thinking here and there, today is the up, tomorrow is the down. Today I'm a Christian, tomorrow I'm not a Christian. Today I'm in Sunday, tomorrow morning I'm a, I have a bad face. <laughs> but we have to go inside of the inside, where joy is bubbling all the time. Where the glory of Shekinah is there all the time. God, help me to go over there. Not only to go there and have a glimpse, but to stay there. Amen. It's a change of dispensation. When Brother Vanom is preaching this time and why people are so toast about, he's preaching about why people are so toast about. And after that, he'll preach about the junction time. The junction of time. It's a change of dispensation. We're talking about the first pool, the second pool. Now he's talking about the third pool. Now he's saying there's a change of dispensation in his ministry. Now we are following that ministry, not the ministry of a man, but we are following the move of the Holy Ghost. Where is the pillar of fire going? Where the pillar of fire is going, that's where we are going. Amen. Amen. It was the prophet of the age, but it also a change of dispensation for the bride. The bride has to go higher. The bride has to go into the deeper dimension. Amen. It's a time of true fellowship of God with true reconciliation. Amen. We have received the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. The title deed is not only in the hands of the Lamb. Now the title deed is in the hands of the worshiper. What Adam lost, now it is belonging to us. Adam lost the joy. I'm thinking about it. starting with other brother. Oh, Adam must have been fair. I think he's the one who experienced maybe, maybe, maybe most of the sadness how he could see from the time, from the where he was to the state, how he went so low. 
Oh, but now there is a revival bringing us back to Adam. There is a ministry of reconciliation. There is a ministry of restoration. There is a ministry, a ministry of returning back to the Garden of Eden. Amen. The Lord Jesus said, at that day, the Lord Jesus is looking in the future, at that day. Amen. But the prophet of the age is saying, that day is this day. That day is our day. We are walking in our day. Amen. We are working with victory in our day. Amen. Amen. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Not is God making himself known that we are not supposed to make converts to Christianity by government, but by the revelation. Cry the Christ in you as God was in Christ, as God was in Christ, Christ in you. When what God did in Christ, Christ does it in you. What signs did God did God in Christ? Did, did God in Christ? Christ does in you. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my, I like that. The prophet saying, Jesus said, at that day, this is the day, this is this day, at that day when this revelation is made known. You will know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, I in you, and you in me. When the revelation is made manifest, at that day you shall know that I and the Father are one. As we heard this morning, we are living in a time of a perfect union. Well, in the time of oneness, the union of the bride and the bridegroom, at that day, it's our day. In the same way that he was in Jesus Christ, oh, Joy Noel. This is our time we can cry, we can cry and shout, Joy Noel, because Christ is now in our heart. Praise be to God. Joy Noel means a Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I like that. So where are we? The Bible calls, Paul will urge people to get into that place. Let's read in Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4 says, For he that is entered into 410, for he that is entered, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. If there is anything that is so important is to go into that rest. Make everything put aside in order to make into that rest. Yes, there is a little bit of work you have to do beforehand. That you have to make separation. You have to separate yourself from every unbelief. You have to separate yourself from the yoke of unbelievers. You have to separate yourself from the minds of the Laodicea. You have to separate yourself from the things of the world. But in order to do those things in order for you to get into that rest. Oh, Peter's referring to, he says, First Peter 2, 4, 8 says, To whom coming as unto a living stone is allowed indeed of man, but chosen of God, and precious, ye also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, 
and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. He that believe in that in the, in the headstone shall not be confounded. Confusion is in Babylon, but there's no confusion for the bride. The bride, she is in the headship. She has the mind of Christ. When people have different opinions based on different things, different trends, we are not confused. We are not confounded. We have the mind of Christ. We have the headstone. And we are going into the headstone. Praise be to God. Unto you, the Bible continues, unto you therefore which believe is precious. But unto them which, which be disobedient, the stone which the builder is allowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense, even to them which stumble at that word, being disobedient. Looking here, the Bible is emphasizing here, those who stumble at the word. If you stumble at the word, let me tell you, you are stumbling at the headstone. Don't stumble at the word of God. Because when the word of God comes, it is Christ coming. The revealed word of the hour. Amen. Amen. How do we enter into the most holy place? By the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way opened for us through the veil that is his body. The Lord Jesus Christ is the new way. Is the living way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Amen. Let us read this in types here. Leviticus 16. I said for message believer, this is not new. And it's good that we, when you preach things, because we have no message of our own. If I come and say, I have a message for you, it's, I, that message is not in the messages. It's the first time you'll hear it, you better run away. <laughs> because that message is not true. I have no message of my own. Leviticus 16, this is talking about the day of the atonement. Let's read 14 as we just go through. It says, He shall take of the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his fingers, his finger upon the mercy seed, eastward, and before the mercy seed shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. He didn't say five times, he said seven times. The church ages, you have to go through the church aging, you have to go through all this, and it has to be, what is, what is sustaining the church ages? The blood. The first age, the blood. The second age, the blood. The fifth age, the blood. The last age, still the blood. Leviticus 16, 19. And it says, he shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and hallow it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. He shall remove all the uncleanness of the children of Israel. Amen. 19. And this shall be a statute forever unto you, that in the seventh month or the seventh day of the month, oh, praise be to God. Those who are spiritual can read that it's talking about Revelation 10, 7. On that day, on that day of the atonement, you have to make something special. 
This is giving something that has to be everlasting. It's not something just for one day. It's something that is everlasting. Oh, praise be to God. That in the seventh month or the seventh day of the month, you shall afflict your soul and do not work at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger or sojourn among you. For on that day, on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. On that day, that day is our day. On that day it shall cleanse you that you may be clean from all sins before the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of rest. It shall be the Sabbath of the Sabbath. It shall be a special day. It's not that you are bringing the... It's not that on that day you are bringing a new... We are not bringing a new lamb on that day. In our day we are not bringing a new lamb and not anymore because the lamb was already slain. What it is our day? Our day we are recognizing the atonement. The Bible says the way that the trumpets are going to be for Israel to recognize the atonement, so is the seals for the bride. The word is opening for us to recognize the atonement. Once we recognize the atonement, we start jubilating like Jonah, like John. <laughs> Praise be to God. Sorry, I'm shouting a little bit better. No, I try not to shout, but I still shout. <laughs> When I was a young boy, I went one time to, I told that one time, I went to the stadium with my uncle, with my cousin. And the first time I was so excited, and I was jumping, I was jumping. But I was, I was cheering for the wrong team. And I was on the wrong side. <laughs> and then someone knocked me on my head. I was like, oh. But I was jubilating. <laughs> but now take that time and multiply it by 10, 10, 10 times. That's how I'm jubilating about the word of God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He shall make an atonement for you that you may be clean for all your sins. It's not a new atonement, it's recognizing the atonement. It's recognizing the atonement on our time. Amen. Because when we recognize our atonement, when we have received the seven seals, the seven seals is when the seven seals is not, it's not only a theory, it's a reality. With the seven seals being revealed, with seven seals being revealed, the Holy Spirit has been loosed. This Holy Spirit that was bound through the, the seven churches, now it has been loosed. Now we have the liberty. Now we have the Holy Ghost, the person of the Holy Ghost with us. And that's why our life can be changed. How can you live a clean life in the worst of the worst of the ages? It is the Holy Ghost that has been loosed. Amen. Praise be to God. Verse 30, 31 says, from, oh, I just read it. It is the day of restoration. It is the day of jubilee. It is the day of restitution. It is the day where the priest of the new covenant is allowed to enter in the holiest where he is. On that day we have promises. On that day he says, as he promised to Israel, in that day saying, the feeble among them shall be like David. The feeble among them, that day when you receive the word of God, the Holy Spirit has been loosed. The feeble among us shall be like David. <laughs> Amen. 
David was not, was, not, was not encountering any defeat. As long as he had the anointing upon him, it was victory upon victory upon victory upon victory. The bride will not fail. How come she can't fail? She has the anointing. She has the word. The word is on our side. Amen. Amen. It is our day. Amen. It's not the future day. It is our day today. Amen. We are walking on the promises of God. On that day, you shall have the spirit of grace. That's why the capstone is coming. He's crying, grace, grace, grace to the bride. Shalom to the bride. Gross darkness outside, but shalom to the bride. Amen. You know, sometimes when you are going too deep, you're going to feel a little bit low. What you have to remind yourself, just put a tape. It reminds you of who you are. Balabalam says you have to rely on what he made you. He made you Christians. You didn't make yourself Christian. He made you Christians. Amen. Zechariah 13.1 says, In that day there shall be a fountain open in the house of David. That fountain, maybe the nomination has tried to close it, but now the seven seas is coming to remind you that fountain is still there. It's now open in the house of David. Praise be to God. Amen. In that day, this is the covenant, the covenant that will make with them in that day. I will put my laws in their heart. And in their minds, I will write my law. If their sins and iniquity, will I remember no more. The devil will try to remind, to remind you or to remind you about the things or mistakes that you made. What you have to point to him, you have to point. David, or David. <laughs> Devil, I have recognized my atonement. You have no place here. Amen. Now we have where the remission there is, there is no more offering of sin. Having therefore boldness to enter into the holiest of the blood by the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's why the purpose of the revelation of the seven seals. The opening of the word is not for us to stay in the outer court. The opening of the word is to call us into the most holy place. The inner court, the inner court, let's talk, is, is the first tabernacle. Is the where the priest stayed. The inner court is good, but it's not good enough. You can't rely on the experience of a preacher. If he doesn't, he doesn't stay with the original word. If he doesn't preach the message of the hour, you can't rely on the or you can't rely on the preacher. No matter how anointed he is and everything, if he's not preaching the word of God revealed in our time, let me tell you, it will go like this. By the few days, it will go down. Only something can stay going up is the revealed word of the hour. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, you know, you know we, have, we have those of the called uh, the positive, or obviously, or positive, positive thinking and motivation speakers. They can motivate you and you feel like, wow, I can fight now. You know, I can fight now. I was um, on the business where we have, you have the motivation speaker. They motivate you. What if we finish that meeting? You feel like, oh, now I'm going to have everything. But a few days, you... <laughs> Wow, where is that motivation speaker again? You go on YouTube, you listen to some few more motivation speakers. Encourage me. It is only on the mind. But you don't have to rely on that. But when it's something inside of you, whether the motivation speaker is there, whether the preacher is there or not, something. 
where we want to be. Amen. May God help us to show the difference between the two courts. I'll be finishing with that. I won't be too long. Because I didn't want to read all the quotes. So I'm just... Let's read Hebrews 9 2. Hebrews 9, I think from verse 2, says, I could actually could just read them. From verse 1. It says, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Here Paul is not even taking, not taking his time to go into the worldly sanctuary. It is the outcourt. It's the outcourt there. It's the external, the, out, the outside court. So that's the worldly sanctuary. You are still in the world. Let me tell you, unfortunately, you can, people can still be on that. It's still a place where some people are still there. They have a form of religion, but they're still in the world, in the worldly sanctuary. But then he goes further and says, But there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shoe bread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the table of the covenant and over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly but remember it is at that mercy seat that he has to meet you. Now we see the differences here between, between as he putting it, between the sanctuary, between, between, between the sanctuary, the first tabernacle and the second tabernacle, between the outcourt, between the inner court and, and the most, you know, the, the holiest of holy. The difference here, it is the difference of the type of light. In the outer court, if you're outer court, in the worldly court, you depend on the weather. In the external court, you depend completely on the weather. In the inner court, you depend on the candlestick. It means, again, you depend on the preacher. <laughs> you have your favorite preacher. If it's not a favorite preacher, I don't feel excited. No, it's not about a favorite preacher. It's about the word of God. Oh, no, I just have to depend on certain conventions. Only on the convention. You see some Christians moving from convention to convention to convention. They only go to church when there is convention. It's a problem. You're not a real Christian. <laughs> you have to be with the whole word of God. Stay in the word of God. Whether the service you don't like that preacher or not, but you, if the word of God, you say amen to the word of God. Because we have to be into the most holy place. Amen. You can't rely on the preacher. You can't rely on someone else to give you a revival. You can't even rely on the song leader to give you a revival. Oh, I just like that song leader there. You have the beautiful songs. It's not about that. It's about the word in those songs. If those words speak to your heart, you praise the Lord. Amen. 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 The Christian who is the holiest is in the presence of the Shekinah glory on the mercy seat. 
The Shekinah glory is on the mercy seat. There I shall meet you there. Lord, may you help us to go there. That's where we have true fellowship with him. And I shall commune with you. The second difference here is the table. In the Bible says, it specifically says here, in there was a candlestick and there was a table. There was a table in, there was a table in the first tabernacle, but there was a table also in the, in the, in the, in the inner side. The inner side of the table the was where there was the ark, the ark of the covenant. Let the ark of the covenant, let it be in the heart of the people. He said, I shall write my laws in the heart. It's not a law anymore when it is in your heart. When it is in your mind here, it is a do's and don't. Oh, the message is full of do's and don'ts. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do it. Oh, it, what, what is the problem? The problem is not the message. The problem is where are you, Christians? If you are in the most holy place, it is your heart. Lord, my heart is open. Won't you come inside, Lord? Amen. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their heart. I will be to them a God and they shall to be my people. They shall not teach every man his neighbor, every man his brother. You don't have to write some people, you come to church, come to church. If he if doesn't call me to go to church, I'm not going to church. You have to go to church by yourself. Nobody else pushing you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Praise be to God. I remember I was a Christian and for many years a young person. I was, sometimes I was going to church because I didn't have to report to my older brother that I was not at church. <laughs> I have to go to church because my father will ask me, where were you? So I just go and drag myself in the church. But once I have the revelation myself, I have to go to church, Lord. <laughs> Amen. If I don't go to church, I'm dying, Lord. I have to go to church. Amen. Amen. The way the ark contained the table of the covenant, we have now this treasure in earthly vessels. You know, the ark of the covenant was only a normal wood. It was normal wood, shittim wood, or acacia wood. It was normal wood. They find it everywhere. But once you take that wood, you pour the gold on the top, <laughs> on the outside, and then the inside of it, you put deity on the top, you put the word of God on the top of that. The normal person people saw yesterday, now they see him walking, is deity walking. <laughs> Amen. Deity inside and deity outside. The other Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, Second Corinthians 6, 16. And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. If you see the first covenant that he was having with Israel, when he's referring to that word, that promise, he told them, I will dwell among them. I will walk among them. With the ark, it was walking among them, dwelling among them. But now with the new covenant, it says, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father unto you, and shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. That promise is still valid today. That's why the prophet will take that, and he's speaking in the statue of the prophet man. He says, no, this is the house that God dwells in, not a building with a big bell on top of it, a high steeple. See, but the body has thou prepared me. A body God can dwell in, God can walk in, God can see in, God can talk in, oh Lord. God can walk in, amen. Amen. Living instrumentality of God, God walking in two feet in you. Glory to God. Amen. This is the prophet speaking. The prophet is not age. Amen. Confirmed by Almighty God. You are God working inside of you in two feet. Oh, praise be to God. Not a different to bread. There was manna outside and only lasted for one day. Only one service. <laughs> Oh, I enjoyed that service, but only one day. <laughs> when Monday came, oh, I forgot everything. When my neighbor looked at me, I forgot it. When my wife looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> when my husband. <laughs> Sorry, brother. But... It lasts only one day. Forgot in a church. Only one service. That was on the outside there. In the second court, there was a shoe bread. A shoe bread lasts from Sabbath to Sabbath. From Sunday to Sunday. From Sunday only to Sunday. <laughs> on the Sunday. But if you pass a few months, oh, that is forgotten completely. But when you have the hidden manna, it doesn't deteriorate. It doesn't get destroyed. It continues days after day, days after day. You are eating it. It's still fresh. You can't pass that manna from another person and it's being destroyed. It's still fresh. The way you receive it, another person takes it. It's still fresh to that person. Amen. The prophet is saying every priest, high priest was going in. He was eating from the same manna. Jesus did multiplication of bread. Let me say there was multiplication of manna inside there. Because one eats, but he gives to another one, he eats the same thing. The manna is still there. From generation to generation, the manna is still there. But Abraham, he didn't send us the message. Only the first time the people from his generation received the message. And when they passed that to us, it is a broken message. No, it's still the whole message. <laughs> From generation to generation, each generation is having its own revival. Still fresh, man. Still changing life. Still transforming life. Amen. It is the hidden manna. The Bible calls it hidden manna. The one who overcomes, I will give him hidden manna. The other people don't see it. Only you and God. And the mercy says when he meets you, you take the manna, Lord. That's where we want to be. He says, I will give him the hidden things. The world on the outside of the curtain don't know nothing about. The prophet says, hallelujah. 
Though they eat manna, they don't know about this one. Oh, so we see the same manna outside there, but depends where you put that manna, it has different quality. <laughs> where you put that manna in the presence of the Shekinah glory, it has different quality. It stays there forever. Oh, that brother, why is he rejoicing? I'm listening the same thing, but I don't hear anything. It doesn't stir me the way it's stirring him. Where are you? Maybe you are still in the outside there. It's normal manner, but when you are inside, it's fresh for you. Amen. If you don't know anything about it, it means you take the same manner about but depending where it is, it possesses, I say, it possesses different qualities. The message on the outward God is not the same message behind the inner veil. The message behind the inner veil becomes the living world. It becomes the living way. How can you go there? It becomes the living way. It starts transforming you. If you're on the outside, maybe just, oh, maybe it's fables for you. But when you're inside there, it's communing to you. It's a love story. You see your name in the book. He's talking about me. And you other people are listening to the same message. They see, why is he calling me a crow? But the other one is listening to it. Why is he calling me a nigger? I'm a nigger. <laughs> the message is telling you who you are. The series is your opening of Christ with the bride. Amen. Amen. To one listen message doesn't rejoice. You other one. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. That's what Paul is saying. 2 Corinthians 3, 11, 13. For if that which is done away was glorious. What Moses experienced the first exodus, it was glorious. But it was only temporary. It was that other place that earlier days, he called it ministration of death. But it was glorious. What about the ministration of life? What about what we have received? We shall not neglect such great salvation. <laughs> Praise be to God. It was missed Wednesday. They missed a good service. <laughs> I was telling you in my car, this was well cooked for the family. Well cooked for inner people. <laughs> Oh, so sweet. So, 2 Corinthians 3, 11. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we have great plainness of speech. And now there's Moses which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded. So they're reading from the word, but their mind is blinding. For until this day remaineth the same, the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Reading the Old Testament, we are reading the Old Testament, we see Christ. We are reading the feast, we see Christ. We are reading the law, we see what has been accomplished in Christ. But the people who still have the veil, they don't see anything. The Bible continues. Taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away or where? In Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. 
Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So what is the problem? The problem is the problem of the heart. If you are not in Christ, the heart is still veiled. Wow. to read this, but uh, the heart is still veiled. <clears throat> Are you still with me? The heart is still veiled. Why? I will tell you something here. There's one quote that just came to my mind. I'd like to read it to you. <clears throat> because it puts the thorn, the, 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 what the prophet saying here. I want to read, but this one uh, I have to read. It says, it's summarizing things, but uh, it says, that's exactly what John saw in heaven. These four caravans in the four sides of the ark of the throne in heaven. They were the gods of the ark, cherubims, gods of the other mercy seat. Revelation chapter 4, third part. Third part. If you want to read that scriptures, we can't got time to eat. Put down Exodus 25, 10 to 22. So he's reading the portion of scriptures you read there. It says, now the God, the mercy seat, when God is in his Shekinah glory. Where was the Shekinah glory? At the mercy seat. Is that right? The God that Shekinah glory. Listen, friends, then it goes to show that every scallywag can't come there and take of that. You've got to be prepared before you come into the presence of it. Look at Aaron type. Remember the congregation, them days couldn't even approach it in no manner. But when Aaron went in, how many times did he get in? Wow, Siri, I'm repeating myself, but I'll just put what the prophet's saying here to give you background. He had to have on, so, he had to have on certain clothes. To go inside there, you have to respect certain conditions. You can't just walk inside or walk. I'm, I'm a high priest and walk. You know, I've been ordained high priest, so I can go the way I want to go. No, there are certain things you have to respect. You have to have a certain dress. The word of God, Brother Adam says, I have one promise. I, want, I have one thing, one hope. If you can crown me to clothe the bride with the word of God. What you need to have, you need to have the dress of the word of God. If you don't have the, the dress of the word of God, you'll be a stranger there. You'll be the one going through the window instead of coming through the way. The way is open. You need to have the dress of the word of God. Lord, may you wrap us with the dress of the word of God. The dress of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it says, now remember, he had to have on certain clothes, was made with certain hands, a peculiar type of clothes. He had to be dressed in his way. He had a pomegranate and a bell that every time he walked in, played, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Oh, brother, where are you? Are you? Oh, I'm in the holiest of holy. But how is your walk? <laughs> One day you are here, the other day you are here, the other. No, your walk has to be holy, holy unto the Lord. 
holy, holy unto the Lord. Amen. You have to follow the music. You have to follow the symphony. You have to follow the director. The director of Christ himself is saying you have to go this way. You have to dress a certain way. You have to follow this other way. If you go the other way, you are not following. It's not ringing the bell. It's not saying holy, holy, holy. The director wants the symphony that is saying holy, holy, holy. He was approaching the mercy seat with the blood. He had to be anointed with a certain oil. Oil like that. We have to have the anointing. The anointing of man cannot help you to go into the inner place. The anointing of an ox cannot help you to go into the inner place. The anointing, let me tell you, with, 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 with many respect, the anointing today of, of, of a lion cannot allow you to go into the inner place. You need the right anointing at that day. At that day, you need the anointing of the eagle anointing. Oh, praise be to God. He had to be anointed a certain oil, perfume with a certain perfume made out of the rose of Sharon. And Jesus was that rose of Sharon. And notice, a rose is a beautiful thing. It has perfume in it. But before the perfume can come out, the rose has to be crushed. Oh, Calvary. The rose has to be crushed. Then the perfume is squeezed from the rose. Jesus in his life was the most beautiful life ever lived. But he couldn't remain that way because he had to anoint his church to approach his holiness. So his life was squeezed out. We thank God for Calvary. And the same Holy Ghost was upon him. is put upon the church. And he makes him the same yesterday, today, and forever. The rose of Sharon, the perfume thereof. The person that approaching into the holiest of holy has to be anointed with the same Holy Spirit. And as he walks holy, holy unto, not with a cigar in his mouth, holy, not with a collar turned around, holy, holy, dressed in the holiness of Jesus Christ. Prophet says, hmm, how wonderful the heart. Amen. Now the mercy seed. Now the mercy seed is in the heart. The mercy seat is in the heart, seat where the shining forth of his glory in all of his children, the Shekinah glory in the human heart. That's why Paul is saying here, if you, that heart is not turned to Christ, there's still a veil. There, you can't still go in. So what we're taking a parallel here, when you say you go into there, it means he comes into your heart. Lord, I want to go into the inner place. It means, Lord, I want you to come into my heart. I want you to have the full preeminence into my heart. If you look into the heart, the way God created the heart in the normal, in the physical way, it looks like heaven. Because what? He created first the 24 ribs, the elders. And inside of it, he put, he put the, the four compartments of the heart, the natural heart, as four compartments. The one who are guarding the heart. And inside of the heart, the prophet says, there is a place where the soul is. That's where God wants to come and have his seat. I shall meet you there. Lord, he wants to meet us in the heart. That's where I shall have communion with you in the heart before the mercy seat. And the prophet of the age, confirmed by God himself, says the mercy seat is in the heart. 
seat where the shining forth for his glory in all his children. The Shekinah glory in the heart human. Here is the human heart. Is that right? Is that the mercy seat? How do you come through it, into that, through these different systems? Through self-will. Self-will comes into here. Through here comes out there. Shekinah glory. What is the Shekinah glory? It's God's presence. What a man, when a man, and when a man is walking, or a woman, she's reflecting, is reflecting the Shekinah glory. He doesn't go into gambles dens and carry on and go out here and deny the world. No matter what the people say, is God in his heart set on one thing, God. He's centered into God. Once you go into the mercies, you go into that, the holiest of holy, the first thing you see there, mercy is God. <laughs> you don't see another person. You don't see a church. You don't see any person. You see God. May God help us to get our focus from other things. Just have God, Lord. Amen. Says, please don't miss it. How many knows? Skipping things. Please don't miss it. The same quote, but skipping a paragraph. How many knows those caravans were living creatures and not beasts? They were higher order. And is an angel a higher order than a man or a lower order? All right, sir. Where is the greatest son of God? An angel, son of God. Which will God hear the best? An angel standing there before him pleading for something. Or one of you all pleading. <laughs> when you are pleading, God is hearing. Why? Because the mercy is inside. God, Jesus Christ was praying the Father who was inside of him. The bride is praying the Father who is inside of him. The seven seals bring heaven into the heart of the believer. Amen. Amen. Do you love him? Do you know why Eve cannot fail? Eve, this Eve cannot fail. Because she becomes the word of God. As we heard this morning, she, they couldn't, there was no failure. There was no fall in the Genesis 1. There was no fall when they were still at the image of God. Thank you. But it was only after they became at the cat separated. And only when Eve was walking on her own, she had to listen to something else than what her husband was saying. Then the fall came. But when Eve was walking, when Adam was always there, she couldn't fall. As long as Adam was there because Adam was the word. Adam had the word of God. He could always refer to the word of God. Let me tell you, this Eve will not fall. Why? Because the word is here. No, the word, we cannot leave the word somewhere. The word is inside of us. Wherever we are, the word is there. You cannot separate. You can, Eve could not fall. Eve could not fall. This Eve would not fall because, because Adam is with her. Adam, the word, is with her. He cannot even more. He cannot fall because Adam and Eve are one. This Adam and Eve are one. The bride is becoming the word. When Eve was in Adam, she could never fall. When Eve returned, this Eve returned to the word of God, she can never fall because she becomes the word. She is him. That's why she cannot fall. Praise be to God. I'm paraphrasing what the prophet says. When Aaron ate, it was the same manner that the high priest ate. The message cannot denominate. 
We don't pass the message to another, to another generation and for it to be denominated. It can never be denominated. The bride has to have the same experience that the prophet had. You know, the God told the prophet, you know, gave him the tenth vision. There's so many controversy about it, but I want to go into that. But he gave him, he gave him a promise. The prophet says, you know that tenth vision? I will meet you there. That's where I'm going to meet you there. Amen. And I believe when he promised the prophet, he says, this is my personal, personal, that I believe, and I believe that word of God. The prophet has accomplished everything. We don't expect him to come again and accomplish another thing. He told him, I will meet you there. It will be the third pool. And later on, and other places, he tells him, when he received, the, when he received the, the sword of the king, he tells him, this is the third pool. So there is something happening when he tells him, this will be the third pool. And a place when he's telling me, this is the third pool, something happened there. What happened there? The prophet had to meet him in that tent. <laughs> Praise be to God. If the prophet had to meet him in that tent, the bride will meet him in that tent. The bride will meet him. The prophet, he gave him what? The Revelation 10, as I'm winding up. The Revelation 10 is saying, Revelation 10 is saying, you go there, you shall take the book from the angel. The bride is going to the same angel the prophet went to. He gave him the book to eat the book. The bride is going there the same way, personally, taking the book from the angel, taking that book and eating yourself. <laughs> Don't rely, that's why it's no time to rely on someone else's experience. It's your own personal experience. If it's someone else's experience, someone will talk you in, someone will talk you out. But when it's him who gives you the book, it's your personal revelation. Oh, praise be to God. Another difference was the rod, the rod of Aaron. The flowers outside... They were following the normal process. <laughs> Take days for the flowers. One brother gave us, uh, thank you, brothers, some, gave us good, actually, it was good, good, good flowers and everything. My, my wife was not taking care of that. They died. <laughs> it was outside, the normal process. They don't take care of them, they die. The process in the inner court, if you don't they put them in the inner court, Flowers, if you don't take care of them, I don't want to reveal the secret about those, but they, <laughs> they die. <laughs> we just enjoy them. So <laughs> it, it's between us. Some people are streaming, so we just keep it. Uh, <laughs> look beautiful. No more process, they die. But the rod of Aaron, when it was in the presence of God, it was thick and dry. But when he came in that presence, it started flourishing. It started budding. In one time, it processed. It gave the fruits in one night. Oh, praise be to God. We want, we want, we want, we want, don't want our own life. We want the life of the Shekinah glory to come inside us to give us the life. Then we shall flourish. Amen. That's what we want. Amen. The message bride has to be in the most holies of holy. 
Amen. Personally, in the most holy of holies. We are living in the time of the manifestation of the fruits of God. The original branch of Aaron in the presence of the pillar of fire, it brought forth the, the same fruit as the original seed. It didn't bring different fruits. It brought the fruits from the original seed. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Someone gave a testimony, uh, I didn't have a confirmation, but someone, I think, I heard about it. They said people, when Brother Banner was praying, when the angel of the Lord came down, people around him, their clock stopped. Some of the clocks stopped, the time stopped. It means you are in another dimension. It means the angel of the Lord, well, that angel of the Lord didn't go back, that angel of the Lord is still here. It's to tell you as a bride, tell you that I come from another dimension. You are not bound to time. You are bound to eternity. You are bound to go in the rapture. You are bound to go in the higher sphere. Amen. Amen. But when I was there in his own ministry, some flowers were there. They were just small flowers. As he's preaching, the presence of the Lord came down. Those flowers grew in instantaneously, showing the same pillow fire is here. Amen. Praise be to God. That's where I want to be. I believe that's where you want to be. If you are in that place, the things of the world don't matter to you anymore. People can say whatever they want to say. They can criticize you. You are just looking at God. The focus is God. In the presence of God, because you are soundproof to other things, you have a personal relationship, communing with him at the mercy seat. Amen. That's why we have that place we have to be. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 3, I didn't finish that. It says, now, verse 18, but we all, Second Corinthians 3, but we all with open face, means with open book, the book has been opened, now with open face, we are not veiled, our hearts are not veiled, amen. God, may you open our heart, remove malice, remove bitterness, remove strongholds, remove anything that is preventing you to open completely your heart, to open our faith. We want to open faith. Lord, we open faith beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord. How can you be transformed? It's not you doing the work. Once you are in the presence of God, God is doing the work. It's not, it's not the road of Aaron who has to wonder, how can I be produce this? How can I produce almonds? Just stay in the presence of God. Just stay in the presence of the word of God. Just stay in the right atmosphere. And beholding as in a glass the glory of God. We are changed into the same image. We are changed in the image of the word of God. We are changed in the image of the son of God from glory to glory. Word upon word. The word upon word. Seed of the word of God feeds only upon the word of God. Amen. Are you with me this evening? Amen. Because once you are in that secret place, something is happening. Invisible union. People don't see it, you don't see it, you don't feel it with sensation, but there is an invisible union. There is something working inside of the soul. The word of God came, the message of the hour is not dealing with our senses, it's dealing with the soul. Invisible. Amen. Caterpillar scenario. Amen. What is caterpillar doing? People don't see something is happening in the caterpillar there. As she's eating upon the word of God, something is transforming her. She changed from caterpillar to the butterfly. <laughs> Amen. Prophet says, For God's great mystery, what the eternal God as a mystery has now 
being unfolded in Jesus Christ, then given right down to his church. What was once in God's mind is now in the body of Christ. What was in God's mind now is in the, in the body of Christ. Jesus making love to the church is bride, whispering secrets to her. The devil doesn't know anything about the word of God. We can preach the way we are preaching. The devil he just goes here, he goes here. What is God saying? God is hiding it because his heart, he can't see. He's here. Why those people are rejoicing? Well, I don't know why they're rejoicing. But you don't see because your heart is still there. Satan cannot hear. If he hears this, it will cause damage. He's not getting the revelation. But the bride has the revelation. <laughs> Amen. God whispering the secret to the heart. We shout, I shout, one of them, those who shout. But even my shouting is still God whispering. Secret to you. Secret to you. Musicians can come. When you meet the Lord, it changes your name. It changes your name. When it changes your name, it's not just a stamp on you, message believer. No, it changes your nature. It changes your character. He gives you a part of himself. He changed you from Abraham to Abraham. Elohim, part of himself, giving to Abraham. He makes you part of himself. Change you from Sarai to Sarah. Change you from Jacob, a deceiver used to be. He gave you a new name. People knew you maybe in the, in the city as someone who was a thief or some whatever you were, or last full of lust, but now they see you a new name. It's a Christian. It's a message believer. You are not anymore denomination. I don't call you church anymore. I call you bride. It's not just a stamp. It's a nature from the heart. It's not giving you a new soul. It's the same soul that is changing. Amen. Praise be to God. He changed you to Peter. He changed your soul from Paul. How could you change? He met the pillar of fire. He changed his name. He changed his nature. We are now living. God is asking us to leave, to go into the headstone. Into the capstone, into the most holy place. That's where we want to be, in the secret place. Life hidden in Christ. How many wants to be there? Oh, Lord. That's our desire. The Father seeks the worshiper who can worship him in truth and in spirit. Now, how can you worship him? You have to be there. The only place of worship the only place of worship is not even this church. It is there. You have to be in Christ. Amen. Let the worshiper rise. Let's sing that one. Praise be to God. Oh, and Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand. I want to be standing on your side. Holding your hand, let your kingdom come. Let it live in me. This is my prayer. This is my plea. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and daughters sing. Surrendering my own, I surrender to you. 